Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It's breakfast somewhere, so eat up. Welcome to Breakfast with Vinny. All right. Social media. Well, it's just one thing here. Wow. So, posting, social, all that stuff. Um, Sometimes I wonder about um, posting and posting and posting and posting. And I have a few thoughts about that um, without running the risk of waxing nostalgic or romanticizing about the past. I actually know of a life before the Internet. Wow. Which subspecies of dinosaur am I? Not important. And speaking of that, probably for tens and perhaps hundreds of thousands of years, it's it's safe to say that humans communicated in ways highly unlike the way we communicate since the inception of the Internet. Psychologically, humans tend to have relational circles that are concentric. Those closest are in the inner circle, hence the cliche or phrase, inner circle, duh. Then proceeding concentrically outward, relationships become more and more distant. This is a normal phenomenon for human relations. And there's a timeline involved there which involves building trust, getting to know people. Just considering the concentric relational circles, those closest would obviously be the most trusted, the most intimate. One wouldn't entrust things to someone in the outer circles that one would to one's inner circle. One would communicate differently to someone closest to them as well. Perhaps even say the most trite or seemingly insignificant things to one another without much forethought or thought of judgment, etc., 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 Yet now, well into the internet age, the entire world seems to be inside of our inner circles. It's almost expected to divulge private information as well as trite information simultaneously to the entire globe. It's, it's as if people feel entitled to it, which is another point. But staying on track here, staying with this concept of circles, boundaries, trust, and relations, I personally would never stand on a street corner, for example, and just turn to the person standing closest to me and start blurting out something like, oh my God, I just had the worst cappuccino, frappe, latte, mocha, freezy, shakerino, and waited like 20 minutes for it, ew, and the server was so like whatever and forgot my change and ick, 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 because they... And rightly so, might think I had a problem in doing that. I've just invaded their boundary and placed myself in their circle and just jumped over the fence of the trust timeline just because I wanted to and assumed that it's perfectly okay to do so. It's just not psychologically normal or desirable to do so. Yet now, I could do that on social media. Why? Why is it suddenly okay on social media and almost expected? And I'm not literally asking here. It's rhetorical. I already think that it's absurd. But if you haven't actually lived life before the internet and long enough at that, then you may not even 
think or consider that sort of difference in a marked way, you wouldn't necessarily feel it in the same way because you haven't experienced it in the same way. Yeah, of course, humans still have those types of boundaries built in and they behave accordingly. Young people may somehow feel the same way that I just illustrated, only because it's built in and it hasn't been overridden just yet anyway. But it's probably getting there and we'll do so quite convincingly at the singularity. But I digress. People are more externalized into their devices now more than perhaps ever. So their psyches and identities are externalized as well as their thinking or lack of it. So what do you have? Less agency. Thinking for yourself. Your entire autonomy is externalized into this matrix. No bueno, in my humble opinion. If that's all you know, then how can you reliably develop those faculties? It's so easy to fake things online that how could you possibly know? As much as some would say that you can't trust your memory or your senses for that matter, then I say you do that every day all the time. Crossing a street, driving a car. If you saw someone running up to you with their fist raised, I don't think that you would stop and think that they were a figment of your imagination. I doubt it. But can you know in the same way online? With things like deep fake becoming more evolved, it's easier than ever to counterfeit something or someone. Not to mention the fact of people's gullibility with various scams. If only a small amount of people were affected or if everyone wised up, you'd think that this sort of thing would just stop. But it doesn't. People get caught off guard constantly. It's partly because of how much more sophisticated these tactics have become. But I also think that it's because people just go online without having a guard up in the first place. They just chat with their friends and buy things or follow various people that they don't know personally and all the other things that constitute one's online experience. And the sucker punch just comes. It's hidden in the crowd. Far too easy to do. And when we treat it all like we treat actual reality, then the possible perils are compounded. But back to agency and identity and so on. The pitfall that was once common only to celebrities before the internet is now common to everyone online who base their worth on how many people follow them or like or dislike them. This is nothing brand new in the sense of only happening in the past year or so, for example, but it's been there and doesn't show any signs of diminishing anytime soon, let alone haters. People might say, oh, well, you'd better have a tough exterior online or you're toast, etc., 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 as if it's no different than meeting one in real life. But is that really so? The idea of popularity online has eclipsed the idea of popularity in real life just as much as Warhol's prediction of everyone being famous for 15 minutes could really be viewed as a huge underestimation now. Not only does everyone want to be famous, but they want it for more than 15 minutes, I think it fair to say. The idea of having tens and hundreds of thousands of followers that either suddenly or gradually fall off has devastating effects on those who externalize themselves. As long as this phenomenon grows unimpeded, then its psychological effects on all of us may just not only be irreversible, but change us to the point that we just are that externalized being de facto, so to speak. There are fierce defenders of the online presence, especially those who have successfully exploited financial gain from it. Mind you that many of those who have done so 
may have been able to do so without the internet at all. So it's not an airtight defense of it. When you have literally all the information having been disseminated tens and hundreds of times over with more and different people rehashing the same things as though new faces make the information itself new, which it doesn't, then there's really only one thing left, a popularity contest. The cult of personality, one might say. Dig me. No, dig me more than you dig anyone else. How can I make you dig me the most? What else is there, really? The dig me's, actually. That's pretty much it. And why? Because we think nothing or nothing much of ourselves outside of the number of followers or subscribers we have? For what? How much ad revenue? And what if the platform giving this ad revenue suddenly just changes the goalposts and rains on our parade? What if demonetization occurs? What if your channel just evaporates over some AI's version of some vague or ever-changing terms of service that, of course, said service provider reserves? What if bots undermine your cause? In real life, your reputation was earned and backed up by shared real actual experience as well as having earned trust. And that trust could also be entwined in a friendship with associates that's worth its weight in gold. People could and often would have each other's backs for the right reasons, not always because of malign cronyism. Back to all the information being readily available. So now everybody knows everything. Everybody's great and so on and so on. You now have a huge supply. What's the demand side? I mean, this is economics 101. One would easily think employment, one's own business, those kinds of things. But instead, especially in the musical realm, we see more how-to videos, channels, books, etc., etc., etc. Think it might be because the supplies increased and the demand has decreased? You might not be far from the truth. What exactly is the opportunity available? A gig? Record? Tour? No. It's another how-to or a gear review channel or video. So if someone learns enough to be sort of individually impressive or not, but enough to sort of seem like they know what they're doing, which they've learned from so-and-so's video, then they do the exact same thing. Why? Because it's the thing to do. First of all, most really like attention. Otherwise, if that were not so, then social media would have tanked on arrival. But it didn't. But it's also because that is the gig now. It's the only gig. It's either that or writing a book. I would bet that many people writing books now wouldn't do that if there were gigs, more gigs, better gigs, enough gigs, and that they didn't have to scramble to create more revenue streams and all this other buzzword garbage. People have to scramble for that now. But with all of the glut of repeated information, then again, the only thing left is who's the best game show host? Not to mention gaming the system, going out of one's way to outpopularize the next person with any secretive and or devious means. Then come the many paid services to get you more followers, likes, whatever, all of it. Now they're, they're coming out of the walls and for yet another fee to buy popularity. But again, people aren't as dumb as many of these leeches would like to think. They're trying to outsmart and wriggle around the snake oil salespeople too and figure it out for themselves, all to get that popularity. I often wonder how many realize just how much of this is out of their control. 
that they just can't control at all. It reminds me of someone sitting at a slot machine all night, putting coin after coin in the thing, watching it spin and just waiting for thousands of coins to just fall on them like an avalanche. Also, just how does it level the playing field? Does it do so by making everyone better? Okay, but again, I repeat, then what? For the same amount of zero actual gigs? Just another how-to channel trying to be cooler than the next person? I suppose the takeaway here is to try to take the online misreality with a grain of salt because it will become more and more controlled. Oh, yes, it will. As well as controlling and to retain your own sense of worth in yourself, not externalized in the machine. Otherwise, your real autonomy and agency just went out the window. But everything is online. Everything. What are you, in some time war from the 20th century? Duh. No kidding. Okay, totally missed the point then. I think about it is, with these things, is there's two sides of every story. And then there's the truth. Just use your discernment to have some discernment with all of this and not be captive by it. I don't know how many times I have to post pictures of my drum set or a selfie of me or here I am with this person and that person and in front of this studio and in front of that monument and look at me 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 and I have to be that ubiquitous? And is that the only strategy there is? What if we didn't think in terms of strategies, but rather in terms of principle? Just being responsible, letting what you do do the talking, and it will be found out. The quality will reveal itself, no matter how many times or how few times you post. It will reveal itself. Rather than trying to completely out-strategize yourself and other people, if we just instead operated on principles that are virtuous and timeless, then the right things will happen. They can happen. So, again, just another take on this. Not bad-mouthing any of it. Just another take. Two sides in the truth. Don't be captive to it. And let those principles guide you well. Have your own autonomy. Think for yourself. Don't let the machine do the thinking for you. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.